So you go double kibasi? It's been known to happen. Holy crap! I mean, I could see you taking two kibasis at once in college, but probably not on the sandwich. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm always clear, I'm always direct, I'm always to the point. But just in case I haven't been, I think the Steelers are going to take a step back. It doesn't mean I think the Steelers stink. It doesn't mean I think that they're going to be behind the Bengals or the Ravens this year. It doesn't mean I think they're going to lose to the Browns, although I've circled week one and I've been a little worried about it for a while. A little bit nervous because they got better. They might be a six-win football team this year. If the Bengals are a little bit better this year, and the Ravens, well, forget about the Ravens, but if the Bengals are a little bit better this year, and the Browns are a little bit better this year, that makes the schedule a little bit more challenging and a little less easy to navigate, especially given that the schedule in the second half of the year is a dog. When you consider they got to play the Panthers and the Saints and the Patriots, and they've also got to play... The Falcons early on in the season, it's a home game. Steelers historically have done well against NFC foes at home. But if the division's just a little bit better and the Steelers go 4-2 and two or 5-1 and one, or, you know, whatever, math, who cares, then they take a step back. They take a little step in the wrong direction. They wind up not being as good as they were last year. I just keep hearing in all my analysis, maybe. 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 It's like the first 15 times I asked out my wife. Maybe. 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 Can Artie Burns be the guy? Maybe. Can Bud Dupree be the guy? Maybe. Who's going to play free safety? Maybe. Okay, that one doesn't apply. But who's going to play free safety? Can the Steelers defense be better this year than it was last year? Maybe. That's all I get. All I get is unbridled optimism, and all I get is maybes. It perhaps is, and we'll see. That doesn't make a strong argument for they're going to be a really good defense. Then maybe they don't have to be. Maybe the change to Randy Feetner does mean that the offense will be so good, overwhelmingly so, that the defense doesn't need to take a step forward. But maybe he's not as good as Todd Haley. We just don't know. Joining me now to discuss from The Athletic is our friend Mark Caboli. Hello, Mark. How are you? Wonderful, Adam. How have you been? I'm okay, man. Just biding my time to good old training camp. Yeah, i got a couple more weeks. you got to fight through this uh, dead time, huh? I'm having fun. Summer's over, though. Summer's over on 4th of July. That's my theory. As soon as you hit the 4th of July, before you know it, it's like September. It's like, well, what's going on? So that's, that's my... Uh, Line of demarcation, 4th of July, summer's over. Yeah, football season just means winter's almost here, too, and then that's the real dead period. Uh, Mark, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Steelers' defense because I've been trying to analyze the back end, what the Steelers could be doing, and, man, I got a lot of fans who will chirp, oh, I think they're going to be good. They got this guy, this guy, this guy. Morgan Burnett can do this. But all I hear is maybe, and all I hear is optimism. That doesn't give me a lot of faith. So what are they going to do on the back end? Who the hell is going to play free safety? Well, I think it's definitely going to be Sean Davis. He's the only one that has that skill set and the, you know, somewhat of experience to do that. I think there's going to be a little bit of interchanging parts between him and Morgan Burnett, depending on 
you know, what, what the other team puts out, out there. But I think what they like in Sean Davis is the free safety is his ability, his speed. And that's why they got zapped at last year too much, allowing those long plays and long plays leads to easy scores and, you know, how that works out. So they figured that he can go more sideline to sideline. That was the issue with Mike Mitchell last year. It's, I think he had a broken foot for part of the season that he wasn't able to get to some of those balls. He can do that. Morgan Barnett can help out in the box. He is also can play in the slot. He can play a little bit of anywhere. So I think that's where they're going in at. But I think, you know, I think that's the plan, but you're not going to hear them say that. If they're going in with that's the plan, but let me see if that's the plan that's going to work first, then we can adjust to it. So I, I think that's why we don't hear a lot of definitives right now because they have the plan in their head, but they just want to see it work first. You think John Bostic is going to be the guy alongside Vince Williams? Man, he did not take one first team I know. In, in all OTAs or minicamp, and that's usually not a big deal. I mean, whatever. But, you know, typically what you see is uh, like a week-on, week-off type proposition where at least you get some work next to Vince Williams, but you didn't see that at all. I'm assuming that was because they just wanted him to get you know, used to the defense, used to the calls, used to knowing where to be and where to line up and not worried about any of the first team type of stuff. I'm assuming that's what it is. So, But if not, I don't know if we can just totally wipe off Tyler Maticavich in an auction right now until we see what they do in training camp whatsoever. But I don't know. I, that's, that's one of the big keys of this preseason, I think, is Boston. Because if Boston can come in, and do a, just you know a fraction of what Shazier was able to do, and I you know stay on there on three downs of points. I, I think that he's a you know a good signing, but I don't know if we can see that yet. We don't know that yet until we actually see. It. I, I mean, it's hard to even determine in OTAs when he's doing with second team half speed against third team offenses, sometimes fourth team or mixed offensive sets. So. Uh, yeah, the curious thing for me is when they get to camp, they line up that first day with that Thursday. Who's who's right next to Vince Williams? I'm assuming it's Boston. Mark Caballi from The Athletic joining us here on the Crowley Show. Is it going to be a redshirt kind of season for Terrell Edmonds, or do they have plans for him to be a big part of the defense? Well, he's going to be a big part of special teams. You right. can write that down, number one. And that's, I guess, that's key. I, maybe not since they changed a lot of the rules. Maybe you don't need too much of that anymore. That's another thing going to be see, but I, I know. I mean, where is he going to fit in at the dime, dime uh, guy? I mean, for William Gay, once again, they showed not one snap of dime in all of summer, so you really didn't see Terrell Edmonds out there or Terrell Edmonds out there until you know second team and third team reps. I mean, you're not going to move Mike Hilton right now. Mike Hilton is pretty solidified as they come as the twelfth starter, so to speak, on there because he can do a little bit of everything. From coverage to, you know, snaps, I mean, to blitzing and stuff like that. So, that short year is tough because, uh, I think they can use him for, you know, in case, let's learn, let's bring him in slowly, play down. Maybe they're going to do more down. I don't know. So, uh, well, I don't know here. Maybe exactly. you know, you're doing a lot of maybes. I'm doing a lot of I don't know yet because we haven't seen it yet. That's what I guess the camps for. Uh, Mark, what do you believe will be led to by the outside linebackers flipping. No, I think I think we're all looking at this the wrong way. 
we're looking at this the wrong way, and the Steelers presented this to us, that they want to give Dupree more opportunities to be able to rush the passer. And last year, the quarterback saw him coming too many times when he was on the left side, which is ridiculous and preposterous to me. I don't care if you see anybody <laughs> coming at you, your quarterback shouldn't get rid of you. I think we need to start looking at this as they want to put T.J. Watt in the position to be able to succeed and have you know, 10, 12 sacks from that other side where he, you know, basically goes against the meathead, uh, the, the lesser of the tackles. So I think that's what we have to look at right now. This might be a little bit of a, you know, an indication of what they really think of uh, Bud Dupree. They're, what, what I believe is I think they're just trying to set up T.J. Watt to have a monster season. Mark Caballi from The Athletic joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Mark, Dale Lawley came on yesterday, and he said he wouldn't rule out something getting done between Lev Bell and the Steelers. What do you think? Well, it's going to have to take a lot. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen because the only way it does happen is if Le'Veon Bell comes off the number he wants and comes down more to where the Steelers want. And I don't know if he should do that, to be honest with you. But, I mean, if he, if, if he wants 17, so to speak, and the Steelers are offering anywhere between – 12 and 13, why do you come off of that when you're getting 14 and a half this year? And I don't care who says what, the guy's going to get his 15, 16 million dollars next year. Yes. If he can get through the 16, 17 seasons, he got it. I mean, if he can get through the 16, 17 games, he has to be willing to go, you know, boom or bust, so to speak, the Rell Reeves. Is he betting on himself? He's better than himself. He's going to have a whole heck of a lot of money next time this year. If not, he's going to have a whole heck of a lot of money, too, because he's going to have, what, 27 guaranteed. Saying that, I don't think he's in no rush. I don't think he's in no rush to sign. Let's go see what I'm really made of. There's, there's an issue there, though. There's a reason why the Steelers put the, non, uh, put the exclusive tag on him two years in a row, and that was so he could not go out and see what his market value was. He doesn't know. what He's, he's assuming it's... 15, 16, 17 million, which it may well be. But the question is, what if it isn't? What if nobody will pay him any more than, you know, 10, 11, 12 million? All of a sudden he's thinking, what in the world did I just do here? I gave up less money to go sign with the Cleveland Browns? I mean, you have to take that risk. And uh, But my my opinion, if it does not get done, he's gone this year after the year. He signs for his 60 million, 60 plus million with more than half of that guaranteed next year. Mark, else. there are a couple of things on the defensive, uh, on the offensive side. Pardon me, I'm just so used to saying there's so many things on the defensive side that I'm worried about. But on the offensive side, I am a little bit worried because I don't know what Randy Feetner is going to bring to the table. I'm also worried because I don't think that the offensive line depth is where it was last year when you could have Hubbard come in and out. I also don't know if I love James Washington. I, I, I do. I think he can be a good player, but I don't know if he can be the guy that can stretch the field vertically. He's not the biggest dude in terms of height. Uh, he's not the fastest dude either. He's not exactly the quickest man either. So I, I look at those three questions, and if I want to throw a fourth, and I will, Vance McDonald, his health, they kind of scare me a little bit. Well, you give me a lot of stuff there to remember. You know I'm not that bright of a man. That's a good point. Okay, let's go backwards. Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald had something, what, like, what, eight to ten catches last year until that playoff game where he was – had 10 catches, I believe 14, 15 targets. And that's why everybody's so high on him because that's the potential he has right there. But the question with him, he's never been healthy in his career. I mean, he just hasn't been. Until I see him healthy, I really don't see him 
you know, being able to be have any confidence in him. That's something they need. They need that middle of the field guy. I mean, they haven't had one since Heath Miller, and, and that's probably the reason why Le'Veon Bell gets a lot more receptions than he does. Um, James Washington, you, everything you said is absolutely correct about him. But you know what? The guy finds a way to make catches down the field, and if he's just put in there for, you know, 20 snaps, a not even 20 snaps, 15 snaps a game and says run down the field and make a combat catch and you come down with one of those, I think he suffices what they're looking from him. I think he can do that, do that even though he's not fast, he's not quick, he's not big, he doesn't do any of that, but he's seen to make a lot of plays in, in training camp. Up into the line, yeah. I mean, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody always gets hurt along the offensive line. You don't have five guys play 16 games a year. It does not happen. So you're going to have to have some way to replace them. I mean, I think their interior is fine with spinning. He has a pedigree to be able to fill in when necessary. You have to worry about the outside. Now with Gilbert and Villanueva, Gilbert's missed a bunch over the past two years. Who do you have to replace him? Yeah, Hawkins, he's out for the season. You got Chooks, who, you know, was playing at Western Michigan last year. Don't know much from him. And I forget what you said. Oh, Wendy Sickner. There's probably the biggest question of all. <laughs> I just want to know what he does. Um, seriously, I want to know what he does when, you know, the, the big, the big lights come on on, you know, third and one and fourth and two at the goal line or something like that. What's he going to call? And that's where they needed uh, some help at last year. So, but you know what? You say this about these guys, but you know what, Adam? All 30 teams, there's 32 teams, all 32 teams in the NFL have the same questions, if not more. Everybody has their questions or has their question marks. I bet you the Patriots are good. I don't know. There's some garbage going on up there. I bet you, you the know. Patriots are good. You want to make that yeah. bet? I bet you they're good. Oh, I'm sure they're going to win 10 games because they've won 10 games probably the last, what, 14 years or so. I bet um, you they win 12. No, they're going to win that. You know, I think history has stated in the AFC that over at least the last 10 or 12 years, you have to win at least 12 games to get a first-round bye. So that's the number you're shooting for. If you're a Steelers, Jacksonville, whoever you're shooting for, get 12 wins, you're more than likely going to get a first-round bye. But, you know, eventually, I mean, something's going on in, in – uh, New England. I mean, what's the Gronkowski? They're trying to force him out, and Belichick wants to get rid of him. Uh, Edelman's gone. Amendola's in Miami. I don't even know who their running back is. Now they drafted one. So they, I mean, they have some issues. Everybody has issues. I think you can. And I know I heard you talking about who the team to beat was. I think you list basically three of them as teams to beat. I don't think there is a team to beat. I think you can put Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, New England all in the box and say one of those guys are going to come out, you know, are the favorites, but you just don't know which one. I mean, there's a second tier. I like the Titans a lot. The Texans have, an, you know, an opportunity, but they're not teams to beat. i got a great Willie Cologne story if you want to hear it. I do want to hear a great Willie Cologne story. Well, in my whatever, 15-plus years of covering, there's not one person – that smelled more than Willie Cologne. It was impossible. It was impossible to interview him because he just smelled so bad. There's a reason why. The guy decided, I don't know why, to never wear socks when he was playing. So he was just wearing shoes and, you know, bare feet. And his feet smelled so bad you could only talk to him for like two or three minutes before you're like, I got to get out of here, man. The guy absolutely smells. Wonderful human being, nice guy to talk to, smelliest guy ever covered. Mark, 
that reminds me of a story of my first ever training camp where we couldn't get connected outside to do the broadcast. And Mike Pursuta came in to do a show with me. I think it was a Sunday afternoon from 3 o'clock until 5. And he had to come into my room and do the show. And he said, uh-huh. it just smells like death in here. And he was right. It did. It's not when you roomed with, uh, what's his face, Hoobastank? Ryan Tobin. Yes. Yes. You roomed with Hoobastank. Hey, that was an uh, interesting camp. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Mark, appreciate the time, and hopefully it's another interesting camp in a couple of weeks. Uh, all right, Adam, we'll see it. Be good. Mark Bully always eats the grilled cheese cheeseburger at Sharky's, too, which is a cheeseburger inside of a grilled cheese. Don't know how they came up with the name, though. Coming up next, there's a dude for the San Diego Union Tribune who wrote that dogs are parasites. So we take him out, and then we talk ball again. It's Crowley Show. Avalon is your resort, your club. The Avalon experience cannot be rivaled. They offer three championship golf courses, three fitness facilities, athletic clubs which benefit the whole family, endless dining venues, indoor and outdoor resort pools, and relaxation options just to simply get away. It all costs less than what you would spend for a weekend at an amusement park. Become a member now and be part of something that is truly exciting and always affordable. Call them now to take advantage of a special promotion. 330-856-1900. Avalon has it all. Yeah, that that room smelled terrible. It was, I mean, I just, I'm sure I just reeked of booze. I mean, is it anything like a like a Monday in studio? <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, it's actually. It's, I think I know that smell. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mondays in studio are worse because there's three of us jammed in. Yeah, but I mean, between uh, me and Tom, I don't think we take the bulk of all of that. Adam Crowley. Uh, I want to talk about what the hell you guys are doing at Cheese Tees, because I, I really don't want to Google condoms, noses on my uh, work computer. So The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. My mom always told me never to tell people to go to hell. Then I got in the radio. <laughs> There's a dude who writes for the San Diego Union Tribune that wrote an opinion piece saying that dogs are parasites. Huh? Parasites. That they just leech on us and then we're beholden to all their needs. And yeah, but it's about love, bro. Sure, the dog needs us, but we love the dog. That's part of the program. That's what you sign up for. I hate that guy. Don't know him. And I'm going to tell him right now, San Diego Union Tribune guy, you can go to hell. Yeah. You go to hell and you die. You die in hell. You go to hell and you die. You go straight to hell and you die, dog hater. It's a dog, man. Like... If you don't like dogs, just don't get a dog. Don't denigrate everyone who has dogs. Dogs are great. My dog is one of the best things going in my life. I love my wife. I love my job. I love my dog. I love my cats, too, but they don't love me back. Yeah, but you love your dog more than your cats, I guarantee you. I will never say that out loud. You do. You do. Marlon and Milo, if you're back home listening, I ain't saying it. (laughs) Well, when I got home from the beach... Daddy's little favorite. My dog was pissed. She was pissed. She wasn't looking at us because we had been gone for 10 days. The cats were like, sup? And then Molly, eventually, the dog, she got all excited, and she's licking you, and she's so happy to see you, and the cats are like, 
Sup? <laughs> they don't know I'm gone. No. In fact, they're kind of perturbed that you're back. Yes. Like, they, you're, oh, you're not just coming back to fill the food bowl? You're actually going to stay? Instead uh, of rubbing against the toilet bowl, they'll now rub against me. Yeah. yeah. Not much different. I have a weird thing, and it may be wrong of me to judge, but I automatically dislike a person who does not like dogs. Yes. Like, if I meet you and you're like, you know what, dogs, I don't really get them, I don't like them, I'm like, something is wrong with you in the soul. You have a cold, dark soul, and and you are probably not good for this planet. Now, I know I'm probably offending a few people within these fine halls of iHeartRadio, but I really, I give a second look. If you don't like, if you do not like dogs, I'm assuming you're a serial killer, and I don't want you around me. If you don't like dogs, you can GTFO. Absolutely. I don't yep. care who you are. You N-S- don't like dogs, you're out. Yeah, and STFU, too. Yeah. 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 LOL. Yep. See you later. I'm out. <laughs> GTG. Seriously, though, how can you not? How can you have the take that dogs are parasites? Because you want reaction, and you don't have anything else to write. Dogs are parasites. Bam! Uh, you can just shut the hell up, man. I hope that a dog with a very strong uh, bite per square inch uh, comes up to him and takes his leg off. That's what I hope. We were at a grad party. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say that. It was, no, it was allegedly. Yeah, it was Jerome. <laughs> yeah. We were at a grad party, and our family friend brought their dog. And there was a woman probably 45 years old. I'd peg her around then. You're never supposed to guess a woman's age. I'm guessing around 45 <laughs> years old. Never supposed to say go to hell either. I say go to hell. <laughs> And this woman, every time the dog would get within 15 feet of her, she'd run away. Now, I'm sure she probably experienced some sort of traumatic life incident, but... Girl, you are 45 years old. Get over it. My dog's at a party not to bite you. My dog's at a party to eat a hot dog or two. It's like, the dog's going to pick a burger off the ground. Like, it's not coming after you. As long as you don't have a hot dog in your pocket, lady, you're fine. Right. Now, she might have. You're not supposed to say anything about the way people look either, but she might have had a hot dog in her pocket. I'm just saying. <laughs> or a pack. She might have had a pack of hot dogs, uncooked hot dogs, raw hot dogs. She loves raw dogging it. That very well might have been the, the case. She might have had a whole kibasa. You don't know. So she's eating this hot dog later on, and the dog's sniffing around her a little bit, and she freaks out. Oh. Like, the dog's got to go where I got to go. Hey, Nancy, you gots to go. Her name was Nancy? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't talk to her because I'm not talking to the woman who doesn't like the dog. No, was it the over-the-top, like, oh, my God, yes. oh, yes. everybody, I don't like dogs. Yes. It's like she was an elephant and they brought a mouse in. Oh, man. Not good. It's like it's like Todd Haley approaching the red zone. <laughs> like, she was doing everything she could to get away from it. <laughs> Never trust people who dislike dogs, ever. Never. Never! It's like a person, only better. Yeah. I, okay, so now we're in it. I'm just, I've, full disclosure, I'll, I'll lay it all out here. Like, I could actually watch a movie, like, say that it's like utter just, like an entire society blows up in a meteor strike. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm good, but the minute a dog dies on screen, I'm out. I'm not watching the rest of that movie. I still, to this day, have not seen the end of I Am Legend because it pissed me off and the dog died. And I'm like, ah, that's not, you did this as a zombie movie. Why is the dog, now you trap me in. I've never finished watching it. Kill a million humans. I'm happy as a clam. I was just going to go in on I Am Legend. So much so, I don't know anything about that movie. I thought that John Legend was in it. 
no. I just, I just smooth looking black dude. I'd rather have him die by a zombie yes. attack than the dog. Yes, I would like to see a zombie rip John Legend's head off and eat the carcass before I see a dog get put down the Absolutely. way that it allegedly happens. Before I'd like to see a dog with a small limp, honestly. Yes, like, I can't yes. even watch a dog like a little in a little no. pain. Like, no, you're out of here, Ledger. The best part for me in Star Wars: A New Hope is when Obi Wan Kenobi gets chopped in half. But you fast forward a couple of movies, it's Return of the Jedi, and an Ewok dies, I'm crying. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, that I'm poor crying. Ewok, that defenseless, helpless Ewok with his rocks and spears. Poor guy, just got killed. When you could have been killing a bunch of stormtroopers. And you got you got the other Ewok that comes over. I lose it every <laughs> yeah, time. It's so sad, man, it really is. Princess then, Leia's a sex slave, I don't even care. And she kisses her brother She's eventually. She's kissing her brother. Wow. You see an old guy get tossed off a cliff. None of that none of that strikes me, but the Ewok. I tell you, if I lived in a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago, I'd have me a whole crate full of Ewoks. I'd have big old farm on Endor, Ewoks running around, I'd be petting them. If any a-holes came by and like, you know what? Ewoks are parasites. I'd shoot them with the blaster and stab them right in his heart with a lightsaber. Screw that guy. Jesus, Brian. Ah, you don't mess with my Ewok. You see how they get? The Ewoks get all upset when another one dies. I don't need a herd of upset Ewoks. I never saw Marley and me. No, we'll not watch it because no. I know what happens. Even though Jennifer Aniston's in there, which is a big draw for me, I'm still not going anywhere near it. Jennifer Aniston's in that movie? I think so. Is she? If she is. I could be wrong. I'll watch a part of it. There's a dog's life that recently came out. I ain't about that either. Yeah. Like this dog keeps getting reincarnated and then dying and oh yeah let's watch that over and over see this guy the San Diego Union Tribune bro who wrote this sociopath he Big doesn't dog. have feelings no he doesn't have feelings you can't look at a dog and not love that thing i was not a huge dog person in my early childhood because we have we and my parents still have them they've lived forever these two minion chihuahuas that are just mean and they're not really dogs either. They're just mean. But then we got a beagle, a fat beagle, like a 45-pounder. Oh, yeah. That kind of looks like Eeyore. Oh. And then you fall in love. Yeah. You, you fall just in love. scratch that belly. Yes. Like, love you, Sadie. You'd be good out there. I love you too, Sadie. I did want to touch on this sexual harassment report that came out from USA Today from the World Cup. Don't know if this is the time or the place, though, after the doggy segment. <laughs> oh, whatever. What the yeah, hell? That's ah, a Crowley show. Jump in. I think it's quite a leap to say that showing beautiful women on TV makes men want to harass them, and that is the leap that FIFA's taking. Oh. FIFA's come out, and there's an article, like I said, in the USA Today, where FIFA does not want Fox and the other broadcasts of these games to be showing the hot women in the stands. Huh. And look, there are some bad dudes out there, no doubt, but I think it puts all men in a box when you suggest that we can't control ourselves after we see an attractive woman on a TV screen. Like, not once in my life have I ever seen friends, let's just say, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, Jennifer Aniston's smoking hot, and then go out in the street and start touching people. That's not what I do. Yeah. You know what I do? I Google Jennifer Aniston, and then I only touch one person. Yourself. Yes. That's all I do. I mean, we can control ourselves, most of us. And th those of us who can't, taking the attractive women off TV, that's not going to change it. That's
that's not it. Not to mention the logic is just flawed in many respects because these women are being harassed largely at the stadium or in the stand or in the streets outside the stadium. So they ain't watching on TV. We're going a little overboard here. Well, if we if we are watching on TV and FIFA, first of all, FIFA the the moral authority on something. That's really, what guys? I was going to say. Like, let's back off here just for a second. But the minute that happens, if I'm watching a game and they take the hot chicks off, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to either go, "Hey, where are the hot chicks?" for a little bit of break between play, or why are there so many ugly chicks watching World Cup? I just think <laughs> I, when you're in a TV medium. You're trying to put something on TV that people want to watch. Right. And this isn't me denigrating anybody else who's at the stadium. I'm not going to get shown on TV either. Me I'm neither. not. No, I'm him. No. Yeah. I'm a little Irish guy with no arms and a small bling bling. Probably passed out anyway, yeah. drunk. I mean, you don't need to show me on TV, okay? And I'm okay with that. But you're a TV producer. You're going to show attractive women. If more men were shown, doesn't that mean their asses are now going to get grabbed? Is that what's going to happen? If you start panning over to guys like me, little Leonardo DiCaprio look like bleep holes, they're going to start grabbing other men? We're so easily offended. And I'm Team Snowflake. I'm always Team Snowflake. I'm always the guy who tells, who does not want to tell you what, what cannot offend you. Like Jerome walks in today and he's wearing his Chief Wahoo hat and I say, you're a racist. And he said, I actually wrote a paper defending Chief Wahoo. Okay, well, you're not a Native American, so you can't tell me that they don't find it offensive. So that's the kind of guy I am. But who in the right mind is offended when they show a beautiful soccer fan? Ugh. I like it. There's a commercial where the Brazilian woman is telling you that you should be rooting for Brazil in the World Cup. Don't take that from me. Do not take that from me. And for all the things, like you said, Brian, that FIFA needs to fix in terms of corruption, is this really something that should be on the list? I mean, how many tweets have you seen from women, by the way, that say this soccer player is hot or that soccer player is hot? I mean, it's all the damn time. Harry Kane could walk down the streets of London, well, probably a couple of days before yesterday, and every woman's grabbing his package. Have you ever been watching one of these soccer games with your girlfriend or your wife and she comments about the attractiveness of a player? Of course. Yeah. Soccer players are the hottest athletes in the world. Oh, they're ripped. They're ripped. Those guys are in shape. Not an ounce of fat. Their hair does not move. Like the Richie Walsh when they head a ball into the back of the net? Yeah, in fact, after watching them run around, I, I really had a hunkering to go grab some Croatian man-ass. That's it. Last night. FIFA, what FIFA needs to do in order to curb sexual harassment is just not show the matches then. Yeah. Because... Maybe I, blur them out. Right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess... Yeah, that'll do it. I guess men are just so fascinated with the sexy European and otherwise women that they're going out and harassing them after, and then... You got my wife and all the other wives out here. They're trying to harass the men. You know what? FIFA, cancel the whole thing. <laughs> eh, just cancel the whole thing. <laughs> Making the link publicly the way that FIFA has, that just that's just disingenuous to me. We've got this problem with sexual harassment. It's Fox's fault. The hell it is. Yeah, I got an idea. Take Take away the embezzling. Take away the human rights violations in cities that you guys have host you. Uh, try to stop lying. Uh, try to stop uh, allegedly murdering people over soccer. And then maybe we can get to, hey, let's not show so many beautiful women on TV. But let's take the big things first. Full circle. They killed a whole bunch of dogs leading up to this. Yeah, no, exactly. You exactly. know, exactly. I mean, let's start with that. How about don't kill the dogs? Don't make people work until they die in Qatar. Yeah, 
Yeah, the next movie now that I want to see is a movie that stars Bruce Willis, where Bruce Willis is tasked with going up into space and saving FIFA from a meteor. But Bruce Willis goes up and goes, you know what? F it. Screw you guys. Meteor comes in, takes out FIFA, and all the dogs of the world are safe. That's a happy ending. Screw FIFA. Coming up next. Screw FIFA. It's the great and sponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. And a Florida man... Got stopped for a DUI. You'll want to hear about this. It's the Crowley Show. There's a common thread I see every time I'm in the field. While this was burning, you were saving other homes. Neighbors helping neighbors and strangers alike. This is what America's about. Sometimes it's nice to see all the good that's out there. NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Who you got in there? I got I got uh, Jerome here. Yeah? Yeah. It's just yeah. Jerome? There were two other people, but I just turned around again, and they're not here. Yeah. Kellen was in here at one point. We got I ourselves. Think a, a, I think he had a gum jersey on again. Jung Ho. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. Dear God, that's one of the people who's made the Pirates have great TV ratings. Kellen. Yeah, Kellen's watching every game. Just a DVR and they're playing it back. Uh, he probably watched it even on Facebook Live yesterday. Damn it, Kellen. This report is brought to you by Hotels. The Adam Crowley Show. I'm with you, and you know what? That'd be an even better point than your cheese teeth today. And that's saying something, because your cheese teases are unbelievable. Thank and you, sir. my favorite thing on Twitter. Adam Crowley. Oh, yeah. Cheese. Yeah. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Florida man says he wasn't drinking and driving when pulled over by police officers. He said he was drinking and stopping. He was only drinking at red lights and stop signs. Which begs the question, the hell's he doing at a yield? He just smoking through that thing? He's probably not going to sit there. I think that's a flaw in the argument right there. If he's going to drink that beverage... While yielding, that to me is drinking and driving. But I haven't done any more research there, and I don't know if that's the case with this old man. It's the second day in a row we've had a Florida story. Uh, I like this guy's balls, though. It's like the time where Charles Barkley got stopped for speeding. And the police officer said, where are you going? And Charles Barkley said, I'm about to go get my bleep bleeped. I don't know how much more graphic I can be there. Bleep. Sucked? Can I say that? Sure. I did. That's good. If I'm the cop, go on, my soldier. You probably don't have many of those left in your life. Uh, If I'm the cop the other way around, with this guy, the Florida man, oh, I'm putting it all on him. Yesterday, we had a guy from Florida who stabbed someone, but he didn't have any arms. He was armless, and he stabbed the guy with scissors. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know how that happened. We worked it out, though. He could never be charged for armed robbery. He also probably just held the scissors with his toes, but anyway. 412-922-2874 is the number. I don't think that the Steelers are going to be as good this year as they were last year. It doesn't mean that they can't go further in the playoffs. It doesn't mean that they can't achieve their ultimate goal, but I just think in the regular season, they're going to take a little step back. I don't think they're a 13-win football team. I don't like 
when a team is so heavily armed on one side and not so much on the other, with all apologies to the Florida man with that punt. I don't like it when the offense is that much better than the defense. I'd like to see a little bit from the defense. In early portion of last year, the defense actually carried the Steelers. Then they started giving up a whole bunch of big plays. They couldn't stop the run. A lot of that had to do with Ryan Shazier getting hurt, but I think part of it is just that they weren't good enough. And Mike Mitchell on the back end was a key player in a lot of the big plays that were going on. He could not run, as Mark Welly said earlier on the program, sideline to sideline. He had a broken leg, and, well, that's going to be a freaking issue. So I'm not a huge believer, huge believer, in what they can do this year. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. I've been talking on a grand scale about these Pittsburgh Steelers. I've been talking about why I think that they'll struggle a little bit more this year than they did last year. But now I want to zoom in a little bit. One of the reasons for optimism is that the outside linebackers are flipping. That's right. That's one of the signs for optimism. That you're going to have T.J. Watt playing the left side. You're going to have Bud Dupree playing the right side. And that's supposed to make things better, I guess. And the reason we were given is Bud Dupree is now going to be coming from the blind side. And if he's coming from the blind side and the quarterback can't see him, that's going to help him. And I actually buy that to an extent. One of the big problems, and I'm sorry for getting technical here, is that Bud Dupree comes around the arc way too high. He just runs, and he runs himself out of place, a lot of place, whether he's trying to set the edge or whether he's trying to get after the quarterback. So you hope that now if the quarterback can't see him coming, they'll run into some of his sacks. They will run into Bud Dupree. That's what you're hoping for, and I think it might happen a time or two, and if it happens a time or two, then I guess it's been worth it. But I look at it on the other side. T.J. Watt going against right tackles. They should be the lesser of the two tackles. That's universally known. Best tackles in the game, for the most part, play on the left. Steelers have a very good one in Marcus Gilbert, but hey, he won't have to go up against him, except for in training camp. I think it's to highlight his skill set. I think it's to allow T.J. Watt to take the next step from where he was last year to being a 10-12 sack guy. We saw last year T.J. Watt had seven sacks, and he dropped into coverage a a bunch, a bunch, and he looked like kind of a 4-3 outside linebacker. He's in coverage a bunch. He got some sacks, sure, but he's a guy who could run, and he's a guy who could cover. But now I want to see that guy get after the quarterback, because as well as the Steelers did rush the passer last year in terms of their numbers, and boy, they did, because they set the record all-time for Steelers sacks in a season, I still think it was misleading. I still think they racked too many of their sacks up against Cleveland and against Houston. Two teams that were atrocious at protecting up front. Two teams that could not protect their quarterback at all. Now those sacks count. Those sacks mean something in those games. You want to win those games and you want to do it in whatever way possible. But you take those two games out of it and the Steelers were a modest pass rushing team. They've got to be better than that this year. And they've got pedigree picks in that area of attack. 
They've got Bud Dupree on the right side. He's a first-round pick. T.J. Watt, first-round pick from last year. You hope he doesn't have a sophomore slump. You're trying to highlight his abilities. You then have Cam Hayward, who had the best year of his career. All-pro player. You've got Stephon Tewitt. He's a second-round pick. A guy who's a very good football player, but has the ability, I think, still to dominate. Javon Hargrave, really good off the line. He's a guy that you think could be, and this is a stretch, but a poor man's Geno Atkins, a poor man's Aaron Donald, who could just get off the line and get upfield. You think that. You'd like to see the Steelers get more sacks, more traditional pressure on the quarterback, and one of the big ways that that could happen is with the flipping of the outside linebackers. But what I've been saying all day is I don't believe that these Steelers are going to be better this year than they were last year because there are too many maybes, and everything I just touched on there is a maybe. Of course you have the right to be excited about T.J. Watt. Of course you think he can be a star. His brother, first of all, J.J. Watt. Don't know if you guys know that. Pretty darn good, J.J. So you're going to think, okay, this boy, he could be good. Plus he's white and he's a Steelers outside linebacker. I mean, you really got to think this guy, he's Kevin Green, right? So I, I get it. You can be excited. You can be all jammed up. You can be optimistic about what this guy can bring to the table. And I am too. But it's far from a guarantee. And that's an issue. The woman who was beat in the LaShawn McCoy circumstance says that he thinks, that she thinks, pardon me, that he set her up. He entered the door. The guy that was paid by somebody. We don't know if it was LaShawn McCoy or not. He entered the door, the home, the residence of LaShawn McCoy. Knew exactly where he was going. Knew exactly what he was looking for. Was looking for things that LaShawn had given his now estranged girlfriend. All this, all this does not speak well for the chances, I think, of LaShawn McCoy if this thing does get to prosecution. And it does sound like at some point it will get to prosecution. That being said, Stan Saverin wished him a happy birthday today, LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> he did. LaShawn McCoy's all caught up in this woman beating scandal. And Stan says, well, it's not a great time. <laughs> but former pit star LaShawn McCoy. How do they get the birthday candles into prison? Great question. You got a keister that? You got a keister it. Yeah, go prison wallet on it. I'm thinking that he's 30. That's a lot of candles. I mean, or do you do you just buy them inside? Do you like how many cigarettes do 30 30 birthday candles cost? Just get American Spirits. They'll burn a long time. Like, hey, hey, I made a shiv out of a toothbrush. How many birthday candles can I get for this? It's just a bunch of cigarettes and gruel. Yeah, they're gonna open up the birthday cake. They're gonna have to hide the candles in the birthday cake. <laughs> Which kind of defeats the purpose of having the candles in the first place. It's just a pack of Pall Malls inside of a cake. you got to dig through the cake to get the Pall Malls. There's only 20 in the pack, so hey, we'll leave you 10 short. It's a big cake. You're going to need at least four family members to get that through security. I mean, unless they worked out, if you know what I mean. Did you hear this one? Terrell Owens is not going to be honored at the Hall of Fame. Oh. They're having the ceremonies, but they're not going to honor T.O. Oh, a little tit for tat there going on. Yes, huh? it is. Oh. And T.O. has then said that he's going to, on a different day, have his own ceremony <laughs> and invite the, his own people, people who love him there. 
I kind of want to go to that one. Yes! That's the one I want to go to. Yes! Is he going to make his own bust? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Like Jerry Richardson, the owner for the Panthers. Yeah. Like he did. Yeah. It's going to be Terrell Owens with brass balls. Good thing he's not in prison because that would be tough to keister. Coming up next. You Pirates fans make me sick. I'll tell you why. And Willie Colon says the Steelers are the team to beat in the AFC. Are they? 412-922-2874. It's a Crowley Show. Friends of the crown, summer is upon us. As many of you taketh off on weekend getaways to beaches, lakes, and moats across our most beautiful kingdom, His Royal Highness the King would like me to remind you to remind your servants, squires, and factotums to packeth the kingdom's most refreshing lighteth lager, Bud Light. That is all. Dilly dilly. Oh, and don't forget thy toothbrush. Enjoy responsibly. 2018 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. I just, I can imagine LaShawn McCoy wanting to celebrate his birthday and just, someone, someone's pooping out six. <laughs> hey, man, I got you a present. <laughs> I wrapped it for you, too. Is that, yo, is that a condom full of cigs? Oh, no. I smuggled you in some Twinkies, too. Have fun. How much room this you got in there? This brought to you by Discover Student. From the Wright Automotive Group Studios, this is ESPN Pittsburgh. WPGG AM and WPGB HD 2 FM Pittsburgh.